0: Everyone and welcome back to your Homegirls podcast. I'm Fatima. I'm Jillian. and I'm Sharon. Okay, so today like, I just really want to get into why Canadian consumer debt is at two point three two trillion dollars, which makes each individual have a debt of about I think they said like about twenty one thousand dollars. Oh my! What God. do you guys think of that?
1: I am shocked it's that low per person. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I thought it'd be
2: lower than that, to be honest, from what I've heard between a lot of friends and family and uh, clients I've worked with.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think, like, I know personally, like, a lot of uh, friends or, like, even, like, I had student debt to the tune of, like...
0: Enough, yeah, student 30,000
1: plus you know, um, like I've had a lot of friends with a lot more than that. Um, plus if you like own a car or like being in school trying to pay credit cards and stuff, yeah, I think the
0: statistic is strictly consumer debt, so it yeah. doesn't actually include student loans and it doesn't include any mortgages. Oh, okay. So that's just like, um, like debit, like yeah, credit like card, credit card, card huh? yeah, then that seems pretty high, <laughs> yeah, which, which is it's crazy, but it's not crazy at the same time because. When I was working at the bank, um, it was just so sad to see how many people didn't even really understand how their credit card works. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even going to lie, before I joined the bank, I didn't actually fully understand, like, um, everything about how a credit card works. And it's just bizarre to me that we don't learn that before we're allowed access to credit cards.
1: Yeah, like, it's funny that, like, when you go get your first credit card when you're 18 or whatever... They're not like, this is how this works. This is, like, when you need to make your payments and blah, yeah. blah. like, you'd think that, like, your bank human <laughs> <that's> <laughs> called, would run you through it. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't.
0: Instead, you get, like, the package and it's so you much writing. Who's going to read that at 18 no, years old exactly. that just got access to, like, 500 bucks or 1,000? Oh, my God. I've never read it. So, anything. that's the thing. Like, we were
2: talking about this in another episode. We don't understand why... There isn't like courses in high school when you're so close to becoming an adult on financial literacy. It's it's honestly so weird because it's almost like they're setting you up for disaster to become an irresponsible person with money. And then when the time comes and you're irresponsible with money, it's almost like you're blamed for it. And it really isn't your fault because you don't know like you can't you're almost ignorant to it. And it's not your fault if there's other people around you or, you know, the government who can help you and educate you. On making these decisions and help you understand how it works.
0: Yeah, it's actually like it's it's bizarre to me because first of all, like not everybody you would think. How does a credit card work? It, your brain doesn't even start to think about things like your credit card cycle, which every credit card cycle is different. Your what your minimum payment actually entails, how your interest is added up, um, that a cash advance is not just withdrawing cash physically from an ATM. There's just so many things. To learn and as young people, we should be taught about these from high school. And so, um, I always remember, like, at the bank seeing people's credit card statements, and at the bottom, it shows you how much uh, if you just pay minimum payments, how many years it would take you to pay it off, and how much interest you would pay. And it's typically like about 70 to 80 years if you just make minimum payments, and you end up paying like six digits of interest.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, like, that's insane! It's crazy yeah yeah i know like personally like i got offered a line of credit this year and my mom's always been like if you get offered any type of credit like take it but like don't know this is (laughs) there i I literally don't even know how the hell it works so i'm just like whatever like they sent me the checks like that's sitting in a drawer it's like in case of emergency i have this like these funds accessible but like i'm not even gonna touch it because i'm just like oh god i don't even want to know what kind of debt that's gonna (laughs) turn into yeah
0: it's it's just dangerous because like I don't know about you guys but you don't even realize how much you're spending because we're just tapping inserting yeah. we could so easily not log into our online banking and check it's just we can disassociate yes exactly distance ourselves mm-hmm. from our bank accounts yeah.
2: it's almost subconscious because it's like oh i know what i'm doing is wrong but i can't help it and it's almost like an addiction yeah. to tapping. um having these funds the, these intangible funds that could potentially ruin your life as opposed to cash is so it could be really detrimental you could really just spend your life away and and not realize it and then when the time comes you're faced with almost like a existential crisis in a way yeah it's like i'm in debt but it wasn't physical money it was online money i feel like even to this day we've had credit for so long and even cryptocurrency now but like the thought of even ruining your tangible
0: life with something intangible is absolutely so crazy to me yeah, yeah. it makes it so easy for for us to not realize the the hole we're going down and how deep we're digging ourselves into this hole that all of a sudden when you want to when you decide to wake up you look up and you're like you're so far from getting out of this and then so many so many issues come of that like i mean even we i think we talked about this too um in one of our latest episodes as well like finances are a huge part of like relationships and marriage and people don't are just always uncomfortable talking about money Mm -hmm. and so it just leads to becoming like a taboo topic no one ever wants to ask how much are you earning how much are you making how much are you spending and so it's like a hush hush suffer with money or without money alone Yeah.
1: yeah i know it's always like been something like i've like i remember um jobs i've had where i've like discussed my salary um and i mean like like part-time or like you know kind of like university jobs where I'm making close to minimum wage or whatever yeah. but whenever I've worked anywhere like I I'll tell all my coworkers who are on the same level like what I make or if I know someone's getting a promotion I say okay well I make this much so make sure they give you at least that much yeah, like, yeah. I've always been that person to discuss um money or uh you know I have a lot of friends who aren't like living like as independent of a lifestyle as I am right now but they're kind of transitioning to that so I'm like okay well this is what this looks like for me like these are what my expenses are and like this is how much I make so if you're making x amount like plan for this stuff you know like I talk about it all the time and like I feel like knowledge is power when it comes to money and and you need to know what to expect and what you're looking at and what's fair in terms of wage and stuff and I feel like it's so ignored
2: I I agree too like this that's the type of person I've been to with my friends and family because uh, also on top of that like I've had manager experience and I've had employees under me where I felt that sometimes I didn't have um, a say in what they were making and I would give them advice in regards to that and also because I had an upbringing where I didn't have a lot of financial literacy so I felt it was important to educate the people around me with the knowledge that I knew to the best of my ability and even to this day as I learn and grow myself it's still something I want to be able to help and contribute and I know um, you girls want to do that as well and you you in particular because you have so much experience with that background
0: yeah and i feel like i just love a good budget too um i i just she's our budget queen (laughs) (laughs) it was 2019 that i really started getting into budgets and um trying to get my finances in order conveniently enough and probably that had an influence that's when i worked at the bank as well and so books like broke millennial or dave ramsey Um, listening to his steps to financial freedom Asia Dang on YouTube those were like my holy grail of the path I was about to create for myself Um, and so that's when I really started to budget and now it's become like budgeting is just like second nature it's habitual once I get my pay whatever pay it is being in real estate sometimes it's unreliable Mm -hmm. because it's our commission Mm -hmm. but also I have a stable income so just combining the two and realizing or deciding where the funds should go it it's time consuming but it's also fun when you get the end result you want yeah i agree um that's the thing too
2: being in real estate it's it's such an important aspect if you do not budget or have any financial literacy it's almost like you could be successful but you won't necessarily be sex- successful in any other areas of your life so i could be making so much commission and be such a good realtor but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm keeping that money if i'm not financially literate enough so as a realtor i found that it's been so important for me to be able to find that sort of level where i'm able to create this budget and be a little bit more consistent with keeping a budget because sometimes like you said the the money is inconsistent it's not a guaranteed income so you want to be able to uh plan ahead right
1: yeah it's not one of those things where you can get you know like like yeah maybe your commission check is 10 15 even twenty thousand dollars sometimes but that could be the only one for six months you don't yeah. know and not to mention being self-employed um you know setting aside funds for taxes yeah. and understanding like how write-offs work um and, and all that kind of stuff it reminds me of that uh the Shits creek episode <laughs> where um i think david what like there was actually two things like there's one he like bought cream on his credit card <laughs> and uh his dad's like well how are you gonna pay for that and he goes what do you mean i already paid for it and he's like, What do you mean you paid for it? You put it on your credit card. He goes, Exactly, I paid for it with my credit card. It's paid for. <laughs> and his dad's like, You have to pay your credit card. And he goes, What do you mean my credit <laughs> card is paid for with my credit card? And then the other uh, like another episode, he was like buying stuff for his business and he bought like a lip gloss or something. And he's like, Well, it's a write-off. And his dad's like do you even know what a write off means? And he goes, Yeah, it means I wrote it off and I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> it's like, No, it doesn't. I freaking love that show.
0: But that's oh, like it's so honestly, it's so true though. I feel like if nobody taught you, if you didn't have parents, like you said, like I I didn't have parents that were like that financially literate and savvy with the money and so yeah. how where else are you gonna learn if you're not being exactly. taught? Yeah. Exactly. You're just gonna make your own like ideologies up on how these
1: things work yeah i think i was like lucky enough my mom's obviously in real estate so i like understand the whole like put some money aside for taxes and uh you know like this is how write-offs work and that's how it impacts your taxes and like whatever else like i understand that does my mom employ it all the time not always (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes she's like "Mm, you know i should put a little bit more aside for taxes but i want a vacation but it's like whatever you know like it all it all evens out. But, yeah. like, she, like, understands and she was able to teach me. Yeah. And I'm, like, super thankful for that. That I'm not going to this, like, blind. Like, what the hell do I do? Like, yeah. You know, like, like, you... Like, yeah, you get paid $10,000 or whatever. But then X amount goes to your brokerage. And then your fees. And then you need to eat for... <laughs> until your next check. You need to live. You need to set aside your taxes. Like, all of these things come up. And it's, like, yeah, ten grand all at once seems real fun. But... You know, are you going to do something smart with that? Are you going to screw yourself over?
0: Yeah, you got to think about, like, the the real numbers and how they apply Mm -hmm. to your life. Do you guys use budgets on your daily basis? Do you find yourself, like, leaning towards any specific budgeting Um, style?
2: Yeah, for the most part. Not necessarily on a daily basis, but it kind of stemmed from kind of being irresponsible with finances in high school. I actually learned a lot from my boyfriend who is super into finances, accounting, things like that. And we used to budget together all the time and it's something I still use to this day. I'm not necessarily sure what the style that I use is called, but I more so take my pay and I see what kind of bills are upcoming and I allocate it to the necessary areas. And then I set aside for like savings and other areas that I'm looking to accumulate money for. But... Yeah, so I, I use a, a general budget for the most part
0: yeah I think that's kind of like a zero based budget where every dollar has a job yes I yeah think, yeah I, I, I guess vibes. I allocate every dollar yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: vibes I feel like that's where I'm at in my life a little bit um you know we're like like young living alone like still like paying off like some like student loans and that kind of thing um but like what I do because uh, I serve a little bit um at the moment my vibe is like tips are spending money (laughs) like tips are like groceries and gas and like fun things and then whatever goes into my bank account is for bills and then like hopefully for a little bit of saving as well um and then for like you know like monthly loans as well like monthly loan payments that I have to make on um I think my student loans are like 80 dollars a month right now or something I'm like I'm getting there real close but um I'm also like what I've done in the past um serving is like at one point I was doing tips went into a jar like literally stuck them in a mason jar like in the back of my bookshelf so I didn't think about them but I put all my big bills all so my 50s and 100s and I just did that for like six months and nice. saved up and I it was like first and last for my next apartment and I, I just gave that. it to my mom and I made her pay for it so <laughs> I didn't have to put the money in my yeah. bank account
0: <laughs> yeah no that's honestly that's really smart and I feel like it's easiest to save when you don't see the money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you see it, you just can't help it. You're like, it's there. I gotta spend it. I know. I (laughs) I gotta give it a job. I I
2: have a different... So the money I get my money deposited into, so like paychecks, commissions, things like that, is actually separate. I save with a different, completely different bank. I have all my savings accounts with different banks so Mm -hmm. that I don't see them.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's my problem. Like, I need to save with a different bank. So if I have money going into a different account like i use like a, a savings and account a checking account with my normal bank but you know sometimes it's a little tight yeah. and it's like <laughs> mm, like the checking account's getting like close to empty but i want to do something so i'll just transfer the money over and i'll just leave it like, i'll put so it back easy. after the next pay and then yeah. i never put it back because i'm 23 <laughs> 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 um and living my life so yeah like for me um I closed my second bank account just because I was, like, not using it and, like, paying, like, a stupid monthly fee for, like, to- like I don't know, like, $18 a month. Yeah. Like, it seemed like a waste of money, but um that's, like, what I do with cash. Like, I, like, hide my cash away <laughs> and I'm, like, that's um, my savings. <laughs> I, I,
2: I like to save cash, too, but I also get nervous because I'm, like, mm, I could be accruing interest. I could yeah. be yeah. saving so much more. Um, But I was going to ask, like, what kind of budgets do you use? Because I know you definitely use one.
0: Yeah, I use I use quite a few, actually. So. I've got, um, oh, I should have brought it with me. I have a little envelope and it's got a picture of a bear holding a duck and the bear is Rajiv and I'm the duck because oh, my okay. nickname is Ducky yeah. <laughs> um, in Arabic, butta. So, um, so inside that envelope, I have a bunch of folders. So it's like uh, the cash stuffing envelope method. <gasps> oh, I, I love that. Yeah, so um, when we get paid, so we have like a an envelope for entertainment, an envelope for groceries. Um, an en- envelope for gas. Um, I've got five envelopes in there, and I don't know why I'm having a brain fart right now. But there's five envelopes in there, and I'll stuff it. And that'll be—I typically do that at the first of each month um, because, lucky enough, our mortgage is on the fifteenth. So doing that at the first of each month gives us a chance to like allocate everything, and then that's it. That's the money in there. I gotta make it work. Once yeah. the cash is done, it's done, and I find that that really helps keep me in line um and yeah it's it's pretty strict and sometimes it's so hard to stay within it because if Mm -hmm. you use too much from one envelope you gotta steal from the other envelope so it's like a little bit of a not a punishment but you if you if you mess up somehow you are essentially losing out on money from the entertainment folder maybe Mm -hmm. um but yeah but that and sinking funds and like a little bit of a percentage-based interesting yeah yeah
2: i was gonna ask um so How would that typically
0: work? Like when you get paid, you will withdraw money the first month? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, and there's people who do it online too because now you can have multiple online accounts. So some people don't like cash. I just like cash because... I can get carried away with a car. Yeah. So and it I feels see, good, it's yeah. tangible,
2: and it's like, okay, I made this. I made this physical <laughs> This is my hard-earned money. Earned money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Work, sweat, and tears went I'm into actually, this. And it's like I'm a $20 <laughs> bill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about starting that. I just feel like, for me, it's a little too tedious, but I'm just lazy, so there's no excuse. But, I mean, it's inspiring to hear that it's working for you, and it's yeah. maybe something I'll consider doing, yeah. too.
1: One thing I've been wanting to try, I've seen this thing on, like, TikTok maybe but um a serving thing which would be good for us uh these servers got like i don't know like a hundred envelopes and labeled it like one through a hundred okay. and after every serving shift they'd pull an envelope and whatever number was on the envelope that's how much cash they had to put in it Ooh. Yeah. um and then i think with i was watching one girl she was doing the she was doing it up to 150 um, and I think by the end of it, so after 150 serving shifts, she would have saved like 11 grand or something, like with the accumulation. Um, okay. I forget what it is if you do $100, but it's like... It's like 5,000. Yeah, it's like yeah. 5 grand. It's like it's a good chunk of change. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And that... I feel like people
0: get so overwhelmed and feel so dreadful when you have to think about money and then you can do fun things like that i I don't know to me that
1: sounds fun and it's like exciting yeah yeah Yeah. it's something
2: i would want to do actually with my boyfriend to save for a down payment for sure for a home i think it would make it
0: exciting and fun and you did something similar to that right yeah i literally drew (laughs) a picture of a house and like broke up the house and every time we saved an amount i got to color in a piece of the house and that just made made it feel like more like motivation oh i'm getting the whole roof is colored yay we have a roof over (laughs) our heads that's
1: so Um, cute but yeah it was it was good yeah i feel like um obviously with a much smaller quantity of money i'm sure i'm kind of doing that right now because i'm obviously saving up for first and last because i'm planning a move in a few months so i'm like trying to set little goals for myself like by this date i want to have this much and like whatever i think ultimately probably i'm just gonna like mommy i need 500 dollars back next week but um like that's kind of what i so i'm thinking about doing that like little envelope thingy or like whatever it may be but doing like like increments of like 25 or whatever like having like a few that are like 100 because i feel like if i put a dollar in the envelope like i'm gonna I don't got that kind of time, you know? Yeah. I don't got 150 <laughs> serving shifts to <laughs> save up my money. Yeah. I got like 25. <laughs> so I'm going to try to like expedite it. And
0: make it honestly, like, we can make it into like a little personal challenge, you yeah. between each other somehow. Like, each of us, like, how much did you put in your envelope today, even? Like, just as yeah. a regular savings. And I feel like if you do that with any goal you have, like, for you, you're uh, first and last. Maybe it's paying off a credit card. Maybe it's saving for, like, something special, like a really mm-hmm. nice purse or a pair of heels or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then you feel, when you end up hitting the goal and you actually purchase the item, you feel so much more accomplished. You're like, I did that. Yeah, because yeah. you actually physically are, like, opening up an envelope,
2: <laughs> licking it, yeah. writing it down every freaking day. Yeah. So you yeah. are working for it.
1: Uh, I think it's, um. I think, too, like, a lot of people feel like they need to, you know, put, like, five hundred dollars away here and five hundred there and whatever yeah. like i have um i have it set up in my account that every two weeks it automatically transfers uh 25 dollars to each of my credit cards to like make a payment just so i don't miss payments yeah and then every week it's like ten dollars into my savings account and like it's not huge by any means but like you know i'll have like an extra 20 bucks i'm like all right i'll stick that in my jar like i'll transfer that over like whatever but like i just find that you know, if I do have like a large amount that I can toss in savings at the time, like I will, but it's just kind of like more frequently, like tossing a 10 a couple times yeah. a week. Like that's that those you know, amounts that's Starbucks add up. coffee yeah. twice a week, it's, it, and, <laughs> and it's it like and it like adds up, a, like yeah. it eventually does. Versus, like if I'm because I, I used to kind of have the mentality I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, I'd wait till I had like an extra 500 to move over to the savings account, and then that never happened. <laughs> but once I was like, oh, I'll just toss like a 20 because I have. I have a spare $20. I always do. I always have $20 I can throw away. So, not gonna not? lie,
2: I definitely need to keep down my Uber Eats to a minimum. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a disaster. Have, so, yeah, you guys know, like, I actually Uber Eats wine today. So, yeah. like, I'm crazy, but, um, yes i through my winter depression in december i actually got one of those like this is how much you spent i spent like five hundred dollars on uber eats like that's more than what i would spend on groceries which is insane so like i literally like smacked my hand and i was like
1: never again don't do that Like, (laughs) like limit yourself i am such a cheap bitch i will like call if i'm like drunk at home i will call someone and be like come get me and take me to mcdonald's rather than paying like a three dollar surcharge on i am total opposite Absolutely not. i
2: could not have let's say like i don't have the funds i don't give a fuck i will find it and it'll happen i don't i don't know what it is but like i guess growing up i felt like i didn't have enough or something i don't know it's just something to do with childhood trauma where yeah. when i finally have my own money like this is what happened in high school. I had my own money and I was always spending it. Yeah, but I mean,
1: Same. I um, I used to spend probably like hundred and fifty dollars a week on clothes in high school. Oh, that is insane. Hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Oh shit. Hundred to a hundred and fifty. I would get like packages in the mail like three or four times a week, and I'd go to the mall like once or twice a week and actually go shopping. Plus, I'd like be buying like food and stuff. Like, I worked nearly full time in high school. Uh, from grade 10 to 12 i think i saved $2000 to go to university with i know it's it's bad even <laughs> honestly even
0: for me um i mean yeah i worked a lot and i saved none of it it yeah. was yeah it was a bit different because i had to like you know personal expenses or whatever but it's just so bad cuz like yeah. there was there is a chance like if we knew better i feel like there would have been there would have been a good chance, but also at the same time, we can we really
1: like beat ourselves up? We were young, yeah, we were, had fun, and yeah. we had money. <laughs> I'd love to put it into perspective, real quick. First year I worked, I made about five thousand dollars, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, five thousand dollars! Where did it go?" <laughs> uh, in my grade twelve year, I made. I think my tax like when I did my taxes 16,700 yep. plus like at that point my mom would like sometimes give me money and whatever so probably like closer to 20,000 in my grade 12 year $2,000 university <laughs> with 2 grand so I spent at the ripe age of 17 I spent $18,000 <laughs> shopping and eating <laughs> shopping eating well, gas uh I mean I would go on like some trips and stuff like and I was pretty independent, but, like, my mom still paid for my phone bill. I wasn't, you know, paying for my car at the time. My mom was. I wasn't paying rent. Like, literally having fun. $18,000. That is intense. Well, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. What about you? What about you, Sharon? Um, I worked
2: a lot in high school, too, but I, I paid for literally everything, which is where my money went. But I also was a little irresponsible, too, so... Um, that's the thing too. I would beat myself up, but it's like I was taking care of myself yeah. so at the end of the day. Like I yeah. felt that I worked hard for the money, and I deserved to enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I don't sure. beat up, myself so up sometimes.
1: I did beat myself because <laughs> <up> <laughs> my like basics were covered. Like my mom wouldn't pay for me to like go shopping and shit. She's yeah, like absolutely not. Um, she's like, I will pay for like the basic necessities and that. Like so, groceries, phone, um and then i got my car for my birthday so and then she paid a year of my insurance but yeah like i was strictly having fun with that money <laughs> so i do kick the hell out of myself all the time i'm like oh my god if i just had like if five like- <laughs> thousand but then i know too like i mean i've bought three cars since then like i live a, like i mean you know it wouldn't make a difference if i had that money today but i feel like it would <laughs> yeah it's it's always the thought of like what if yeah. but also at the same time i feel like getting that
0: going through that phase getting it done at a young age now like you know we know we understand the value of money a lot more and like to be honest kudos to us because not a lot of teenagers work and not a lot of teenagers work that much and so um yeah we we deserved it ultimately that's what we did and now we're doing better now we're adults like adulting (laughs) together (laughs) (laughs) we got it together budgeting we figured it Um, out yeah and, and we're still going to continue to grow and learn. I mean, we still got a long way to go. And yeah, we're in an, like, we, we've emphasized this already, but we're in an industry where it's unpredictable what our income is going to be. And mm-hmm. so we've got to be pretty damn savvy with our money. Yeah. And we are, we're hustlers. We're, each of us works more than one job. We always are keeping ourselves afloat. And that takes a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I have this, like, really, um like, funny quality uh, quality about me. And I think it kind of stems from growing up with a mom who's in real estate so like you know when you're buying a house usually like five thousand dollars isn't a huge difference off your purchase price because comparatively to like in yeah. you know like a million dollar house yeah. it's so insignificant and that's translated into like my everyday life <laughs> so, like, <I'm laughs> in that world so especially um like one thing with me like when i buy like a new car they're like oh what's an extra like four thousand dollars i'm like <laughs> whatever <laughs> throw it on i don't care and then i'm like oh my god i just spent 40 grand like oh, no. how did i do that so that's where i'm really bad like especially when it's something like on a loan i'm yeah. like no big yeah, no like big whatsoever it.
2: you're like i'm gonna pay it later anyway. yeah that
1: <laughs> doesn't look that different so well, yeah luckily, but then when, in the grand scheme of things yeah. six thousand dollars <laughs>
2: um i was kind of the opposite like I went into the dealership I've had quite a few cars like this I'm on my fifth right now so the past two I've actually financed and gotten new from a dealership which I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do that because I've never had any luck getting used cars and I just opted for new so the last two cars I've proud of myself been proud of myself negotiating the price down and I felt so proud of myself being able to take that monthly payment lower like right now I'm saving like 150 bucks a month Oh God, just from wow, negotiating yeah. with my dealership they threw in like winter tires rims nice. mats <laughs> and i was what 20 years old when i negotiated this car so i'm that's bad myself yeah, that's i amazing. think there should be like a course or some sort of ted talks or more information out there for women to be able to feel confident enough to go to a dealership yeah. and negotiate that price down because it's so intimidating they're trying to sell you all this stuff or they don't even need to pay this much like you don't need to pay this much you can really bring the price down if you have that negotiating power and anyone can do it i guess from that moment negotiating my car i knew i'd be a realtor yeah (laughs) like this is it this is my calling (laughs) yeah
1: could also be a car salesperson. (laughs) yeah (laughs) see the other end (laughs) of (laughs) another lifetime (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like those careers go hand in hand they do
0: (laughs) at least for me i don't know there was a stigma i felt nego me negotiating was like the other party would be looking at me like I didn't have enough money or um, could have been an insecurity again that stems within me but now I'm like negotiating is power like when you're negotiating it's because you have the power you yeah. have the control you've taken the situation and you've made it favorable to you and you know exactly what where, where their weak spots are yeah. yeah. so you're like yeah and it's a way of me this. carrying yourself yeah. too and then on top of that you're able
2: to have a, such a good budget you're able to like if you're Negotiating something in regards to finances, it benefits you so much, and you're able to save money and to be able to have something favorable for you.
1: Yeah, also, like, straight up in like today's world, girl, yeah, not pay full, full price for, <laughs> for anything, <No. laughs> you'll be bankrupt. Like, a yeah. billionaire could go to the grocery store and pay full price for almond milk there on the streets. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it is crazy just <laughs> how expensive yeah. everything is these days. Like. 100 grand is not what it used to be no. and trust me most people are not making 100 grand yeah. like it's it's absolutely crazy like just the way that like economically like we're going right now yeah. and everything is so unaffordable and like wages are just staying the same yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's, it's absolutely nuts like I, you you cannot afford shit yeah
0: i i really i really worry about like families with young children i mm. really think about it i'm like how are they even? I walk into the grocery store and it's a bag of produce. Like, there's no meat in there. And it's well over 100. Like, no lie, something that should have just been like 25 bucks, 30 bucks It's over 100. And imagine now you have to add protein. You have to think about what your children need for nutrition.
2: Yeah.
0: I literally feel for it every time I walk out of the grocery store and don't talk about Costco because that place is a trap. <laughs>
1: um, well, the thing with Costco is like, Okay, yeah, like, you know, per, like, per unit will say it's cheaper, but, like, it's so wasteful when you're getting produce and meat from Costco, like... I think it depends
0: on your fan. Like I, yeah, I don't I guess get it depends. I don't get produce from Costco because it does go to mm. waste. Um, but I do get meat from Costco, and that's why I got my chest freezer. Yeah, <laughs> I like okay, split yeah. it up so and you, freeze it. if you have, you have the yeah. room to
1: freeze it, hundred percent. Yeah, worth yeah. it. But I, like, I know my mom gets her produce from Costco, and then I go to her house, and I'm like, Do you have any groceries for me? <laughs> and just do she's your like, Yes, I just went to Costco, and take all this spinach. Like, <laughs> yeah, I grocery shop at my mom's house. A good chunk of the time. <laughs> uh, I know. Yesterday, like, I I literally went out yesterday and I made dinner for like a friend and I last night. Um, But I bought my groceries for the week, plus like uh, I bought chicken, which is the only thing I usually wouldn't buy because we were cooking together. So we threw some chicken in our pasta. Um, $95 for my groceries for the week. Four years ago when I was in university, it cost me $25 to beat myself for a week. That's insane. That's really
0: insane. And that's why uh, I feel like everybody should adopt a budget, like take that into consideration. And you really... Even if you're only saving like dollars here and there, it will add up. Just it like does. we were saying, if you're just throwing in $10 extra to your savings each week, eventually that is going to turn into a hundred, a 1, thousand. Yeah,
2: especially yeah. if you have an interest bearing savings account, which even if you're put- throwing in dollars, you're still going to make
1: pennies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah, love exactly. that. I know. We I should th-
0: get that on a t shirt. You either get that in <laughs> dollars, you <people> don't make <laughs>
1: pennies. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think that's like something like everyone needs to learn how to or learn about, like set up like a tax free, like interest bearing. So
2: there's a lot of people that live in scarcity when really they need to think um, abundance mindset. Yeah. And I think a lot of people lack that. With that scarcity, you're likely to spend more money. But with abundance, why do you need to spend so much when you feel abundant enough to know you have enough? You can, you know, have a budget and feel like that is sufficient enough to be able to do research on maybe what other brands you could be purchasing at the grocery store that could still work for yeah. your grocery plans. There's a lot of different things you can do in order to be able to make a budget work for you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get those coupons, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing
2: to buy is, and my family roasts me all the time, paper towels. I am I'm so sorry. I use way too much. And my favorite thing to find coupons for is paper towels. <laughs> and I always get so excited when they're always stuck on the paper towels. I'm like, yes, I saved so much money today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
0: on favorite sorry towels. i'm weird yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: i know i'll like go for brands like when i'm shopping because it's like three for ten yeah. <laughs> like regular 450 and i'm like yeah
2: Yeah. why wouldn't you like
1: especially if it's like shit that's not gonna go bad or like yeah. uh like yogurt like takes forever to go bad yeah. or like you know crackers whatever. I'm yeah like, i'm like okay yeah let's bulk buy this or even out. if Pizza you pockets things <laughs>
2: you can freeze or make into soup or like there's so much you could do you can yeah. easily make like if you have leftover chicken or whatever and you bought you bought for three for ten you yeah. can either freeze it you can make chicken fried rice there's so many things you can do yeah, yeah. you almost have to do research on how to not waste so that you can save yeah. more money for the next week
1: that's like one thing i've always like envied i've feel like I'm a pretty decent cook. Like I can throw together like a good pasta anytime, whatever. But I want to get better at like being able to make meals out of the random bullshit yeah. in the cabinet. <laughs> um, I feel like that's something my mom's really good at. Like she'll take, you know, like a can of whatever, like, you know, boring soup. And she'll just throw some random bullshit in it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. How did you make that? You know
2: what? I have to thank my boyfriend for this, for teaching me how to budget at such a young age teaching me a lot of recipes he's he's such a good cook he's very good with money like I'm really grateful for him because with those two coupled together I'm able to save from food from uh, yeah. going to waste and save lots of money when it comes to grocery shopping because sometimes when I'm shopping without him his little head is in my voice or his voice is in my head <laughs> you know what I mean his little voice is in my head he's like you don't need that you're just not gonna finish it like It's almost ingrained in me to hear what he would say. So, like, that is what I'm super grateful for. I don't feel like a lot of people have um, that sort of guidance with Mm -hmm. to benefit from. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's funny. Like, even, um, like, cooking and, like, doing a lot of that stuff. Like, I didn't learn that much. When I was younger, like, I learned, you know, like, some of that useful stuff, but um, I, I think I called my mom, like, four times last week, being like, how do you make breakfast sausages? Like, how, <laughs> like, how long do I cook it for? <laughs> can I do it this way? Like, can I make this this way? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how do... Like, um, this guy that I dated taught me how to make rice and corn this summer. Oh. <laughs> I Congratulations. Like, I, make rice. I have made rice five times in my life. I fucked it up four times in my life.
2: Not to brag, but... <laughs> I started making rice when I was, like, five. That's, like, a rite of passage yeah. in a brown household. <laughs> yeah.
1: No one taught me. They are just, like, it just, you know, you just basically leave it. I'm, like, well, I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'm stop. not even so joking. Gross.
2: When I was a kid, my parents would teach us how to make, like, tea. And they'd put it in, like, a baby bottle when we were <laughs> children. Like, it's so, cute. so cute. And, like, I'd make my own tea, tea in a baby milk, bottle and yeah. go sit and, like, suck on it in my bed. I was, like, five. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Did I need to learn it? No, but I did. And even banana bread. My first the first thing i ever made it was in like an elmo um one of those books and one of the pages had like a recipe first thing i ever made my on my own one of my favorite things to make to this day because it's like so uh, reminiscent nostalgic, yeah. and
0: nostalgic yeah so super cute but yeah like actually cooking at home first of all it's an experience so you're saving money on entertainment you're saving money on food you know what you're eating it's healthy so it's overall honestly beneficial to everybody and it's a really essential life skill to have i always like again taking it back to budgets i literally will make a list what am i buying for food so that there's no waste and then with that list correlate my cooking schedule and then yeah literally try my best not to waste and think of like creative ways. and now we have like youtube instagram everywhere there's somebody cooking something new and different that we can follow
1: oh yeah all day son. that's all i do (laughs) so much inspiration yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so how did you like did you find like learning how to like make budgets and stuff like maybe on like a small scale like with your groceries or you know paying internet and phone bills and that kind of thing like do you think that like you know helped you when you were trying to save for your home oh yeah for sure i feel like like I said, 2019. I'll never forget that year.
0: And I'll never forget my landlords, by the way, um, because they gave us really affordable rent in the basement we lived in. And that was a huge part in us. I'm so grateful for that. And us being able to embark on our new journey. Like, honestly, without that affordable rent, I don't see how we would have we would have gotten to where we are today. So that's why I think that when anybody is saving nowadays, the the only advice I could give them is, think long term, right? Don't, don't focus too much about living a luxurious lifestyle now. Live modestly now in a way where you can save so that in the long term, you're winning. And so Mm -hmm. um, making a budget and drawing those houses and saving for each, um, like each increment of the window, the door, the roof. um, That was the only way, honestly, we found that worked for us. And I'm grateful also to have had Rajiv because we were both on the same page. We combined our vision of owning a home um, together and we sat down, we looked at each other and we're, we said, we're going to get this done. We used, we were really transparent about both of our incomes, really transparent about where um, our money was going. And the keyword word there, we made it our money. That's how it was going to work for us. Yeah. So it wasn't his money, my money. It was our money. We used it to pay off each other's debt, bills and save.
2: Yeah, uh, I love that. That was beautiful. I want to shed a here. <laughs> um, it really is inspiring. And you know what? I feel like couples should kind of look up to that. And I think me and my boyfriend do as well. Um, to be transparent with one another. And it, when it comes to buying a home as a couple. Or even if you want to buy a home with your friends or your family. I think it's really important to kind of understand one another's situation. And work with it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something. Um, you know, that's it's, it's, it's kind of a... A bit of a divisive mentality, yeah, is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, where you know, I know a lot of people who say our money's very separate, and then I know a lot of people who are like, "No, we like share. You know, my my money's your money. We're married or we're together. We're long term yeah. partners. Blah blah blah." Um, but I think with the goal of owning a house, like, or even sometimes renting. Um, like my best friend and I are looking to rent and it's like okay let's make sure like our credit scores are good (laughs) so we get approved and it's like I'm saving right now she's uh like she lives at home she's in like a different financial situation to me where she doesn't have like a major monthly expense right um and she's like okay well I've got the down payment covered so like I mean I'm gonna contribute my part but she's like if you're short for whatever reason like if you need to pay rent and like you're short a few hundred bucks like don't worry about it I got you but like It's even just being friends. Like, it's very much this common goal of, like, this is our goal. So, if we need to, like, pick up a little bit of slack for each other, like, we will. Like, and, like, I know that I've got, like, the financial literacy down. She just has a more disposable income than I do at the moment. And, like, we're just in, you know, different situations. But I I think, like, when you, especially with purchasing a home, it's so important that you're on the same page and that you take steps together. Like, if you want this person to go... In on this major financial investment for you or with you, you need to be on the same page. Like, yeah. you need to help each other with the debts. You need to help each other with the down payment. If someone's picking up the extra thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, so be it. It's the common goal. Like, yeah, it'll sort itself out in the end. Exactly. It is really about common
0: goal and being on the same page. And it, it's so crazy because if we if you think about all of our foundation to all of our re- like relationships. Everything is about being on the same page and mm-hmm. being good with your money is about being good with your communication, whether that's with someone else or even with yourself. Be honest, be transparent and be ready to face the money like be, be ready <laughs> yeah. to face the debt, what, be ready to openly discuss your goal. Don't be afraid of anything you have to overcome. Don't look at it as a negative. Like, just. (laughs) Sorry, I just had a thought. I'll tell you later. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, yeah, just go for it. Every, everybody has the ability to be good with money. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I feel like people make, like, the topic of money and income and whatever seem like a scary topic. It's not, like, be open about it. Talk about how much you make. Like, talk about, you know, like, all these things, like. And I feel like even talking it through with a friend, being like, oh, this is my income and this is, like, my debt and, like, this is what I'm, like, maybe they can give you some insight on, like, how to handle that and, like, where to, you know, how to budget properly if it's, you know, someone who's maybe a little bit more financially literate than you. I feel like speaking about your income with um, coworkers, make sure you're being paid fairly. Um, and I feel like once we stop looking at like money and income and debt is like a scary topic and just like a fact of life, everyone's got some kind of debt they're servicing, even yep. if it's even if they're in a really good spot where it's like just a monthly phone bill and internet and whatever, um, you know, once you start once you stop looking at it as scary, like it's just easy to tackle and it's easy to look somewhere for advice yes. to help you achieve those next steps to kind of
2: piggyback off of that um once people kind of are on a good healthy term with money because that's one of people's biggest problems and then i think it'll be able to alleviate a lot of stress in their life Mm -hmm. and then they'll be able to enjoy their lives and be able to focus on themselves and i think once that is neutralized because it's a huge contributing factor right a lot more people will be able to find themselves and delve deeper into their lives and their life purpose and of course i'm going to turn into something spiritual but it really is like for me like money used to be such a stressful thing and once i began to alleviate a bit of that stress i began to find myself a little bit more because i'm like this intangible thing this man-made intangible thing is running ruining my life
1: facts <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> literally
2: but like what is it it really yeah what is it really like why why, why am i letting that affect my life so much why, when yeah. i can uh, correct the situation, move on, and then I can focus on the actual aspects of my life, like yeah. the real, like tangible parts of my life that I, agree. I can
1: focus on. Yeah, I, I used to be like that too. I used to get really stressed out, and then I, I kind of came to this point of realization where I was like, you know what? Like money comes and goes. As long as there's enough for like a roof over my head and food on the table, like I'm happy. If I have some extra where I can do some fun stuff with it, maybe a trip, I'm happy too. But like you know, even in my career, like I want to be successful and I want to have a career that I'm like proud of, but I'm like, I'm not aiming to make a million dollars a year. I'm aiming to like live comfortably, yeah. whatever that looks like for me at that point in my life, you know? Because yeah. success looks like a lot of
0: different things yeah. and money yeah. is not the only exactly. contributing factor yeah. to success. Yeah, But without having your money under control and facing your fear of money, I feel like it'll be hard to achieve success because you'll constantly just be thinking that the only way you're gonna be successful is once you're out of these debts or once you have it oh yeah
2: that's yeah. huge I uh, used to be terrified of making budgets and then I felt like once I faced it I'm like why was I terrified of this piece of paper what's going on yeah. um, and I think a crazy idea to me is like there's almost this contrast where it's like I want to be comfortable I want to be financially free but I don't want to make too much money because mm-hmm. having so much money, winning the lottery, that's not always a good thing. And I want to be able to be in a comfortable situation where I can enjoy myself um, and not have to worry about it. And that's what I'm working towards. Yeah.
1: I don't know about you guys, but like I like love making my own money and like feeling like I'm like earning it. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I, you know, like came into some money, like through like the lottery or something, i just be like... Like, you know, I, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't it'd be stressful. It, yeah. It'd relieve that stress, but like, um, even like, you know, like my parents have been like fairly generous at certain points in my life. And, you know, they're like, oh, if you need to borrow some money for rent this month, like pay us back later. But like, don't worry about it. Like, here's, you know, a few hundred bucks or like whatever, like throughout university and stuff. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, it'd be like, it'd be helpful. But like, I kind of like earning things myself. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like I'm achieving a goal.
0: Yeah, it's. I feel like it's totally different when you know you've put in the work. Yeah, like, you know, like I said earlier, it's your yeah. sweat, blood, and tears yeah, exactly. into that twenty dollar bill. Even yeah. if it's just a twenty dollar bill. Yeah, I exactly. I, think, I
2: honestly think that I have the ability to manifest a big w- lottery win, and I think that's exactly why I don't win the lottery, because I know deep down, my soul <laughs> knows I wouldn't be happy or satisfied yeah. because I didn't earn it.
1: I I feel like yeah, I feel like it would relieve a lot of stress. Yeah. But I don't think it would bring the happiness that people think it will. I think it would just be like, thank God I don't need to worry about paying the bills. Um, But that's the
2: game of life. You chose this life to go through these hardships. What do you why do you think people love playing Sims so much? oh I love Sims. (laughs) I love putting them in the pool and taking
1: out the ladder. (laughs) So sadistic. Um so my stepsister and I were just texting about this. Um I've had a theory for like my whole life. Um, that, like, in Canada, if you want to win the lottery, buy a ticket in the boonies. Like, just go, like, an hour away from yeah. civilization in some little rinky-dink town and buy a ticket. And uh, she just texted me the other day, because well, I guess by the time this comes out, it would have been a couple weeks, but um, this eighteen or nineteen or twenty year old, like younger yes, than us, I saw that. Yeah, eighteen $48 years old. Million dollars for her first uh ticket. First ever scratch ticket she bought. And she lived in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. So my stepsister's yeah. like, Your theory is right, we're going on a road trip across That's Canada and the boonies.
2: Anytime I travel anywhere, I'm like, you know what, for good luck, I'm just gonna buy a lottery tickets. Ticket.
1: <laughs> I so I go between Ottawa and Burlington a lot, um or like Ottawa and Toronto or wherever the fuck. Um and I always stop in like trenton or mallory town or odessa like one of like the random spots and i pick up a lottery ticket and i don't go to the on routes i get off the highway go into the little tiny town yeah. and buy a lottery ticket and i haven't won a crazy amount or anything yeah i have always won
2: <laughs> oh yeah me too and i think you know what uh to kind of top off that uh topic i guess like if i ever do win it it's i feel like i would want to sort of spend it in a um philanthropist way like i want to become a philant- philanthropist, philanthropist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my brain is
2: not braining my tongue is not tonguing okay. but you know what i mean uh, it's something i feel like i would just if i ever spend all that money i feel like i would just like want to like donate it all or yeah. something like i would pay off my debts and pay off my family sets and like just donate it because like who's gonna be happy with all that money realistically people always end up bankrupt yeah, let's be always. real you know what's
1: yeah. funny i always think like if i want a million dollars i'd literally buy most of a house in toronto <laughs> <laughs> and still have a small mortgage <laughs> like i remember being no kissed. but that's smart though because well, you know yeah. why you know
2: adele she's a millionaire her and her hubby have so much money and they opted for a mortgage which is so smart because over time you're like yeah yeah you
1: know um, what i mean yeah. but like
2: over time you're um like instead of spending all that money on one house you could uh invest it in other areas yeah. while still having a mortgage and paying yeah. those increments every month
1: i just i just think the idea is so funny that like when we were little kids winning a million dollars was literally like life changing money. Yeah. and now it's like anymore yeah. now it's like you could buy you know three quarters of a house yeah. <laughs> in toronto and still carry a mortgage like, that's well, how much a million dollars gets you these days. Like, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. It's so different, Like, yeah. $10 million would make a significant impact, but it's that's not, like, crazy private jet money anymore. Yeah.
2: That's the thing. I honestly think if I ever come across any type of money like that, it wouldn't sit right with me if I know people are hungry or cold outside in the middle yeah. of winter. Like, yeah. I would feel so dirty having it sitting in my bank account. That's why... Mm-hmm. I, that's another reason why I probably, if I ever do win it, I would wanna like donate. Cause Mm-mm. to me, that that idea is crazy. Having so much money,
0: just sit there, yeah. And
2: like, it could change someone's
0: what? life. Like, yeah, think, think about it. We're all dying. We're all going to the same place. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. We're like, not
0: taking any of our money with it. Yeah, might as well spread to, it. Like, yeah. You know, like
1: live like a comfortable like lifestyle, but like you don't. Like, no one needs, like, their own yacht and no. shit. Like, no, it's that's absurd.
2: Yeah. Like, have you heard? Really, really off topic. But on Netflix, there was a new documentary called Gunther's Millions, where a an heiress who had tons of money, her and her hubby had so much money from a pharmaceutical company, their son had died from suicide, and they ended up getting a dog, I think, which they already had or had after, named it after their son, Gunther, and once both of the they both died the couple died they actually put a trust in the dog's name and now they keep breeding the dog and they keep renaming it gunther so the first one they ever had died after they died they had another dog that was bred from the initial dog and it's just like a a line a dynasty of german shepherds called gunther with 500 million dollars
1: that is insane yeah okay that reminds me of a john green book i read i think it was turtles all the way down yeah um this built like millionaire or whatever he was like a philanthropist or something and like uh like uh, real big into animals real animal dude you He's know big, in like big into animals like big into animals <laughs> big fan of animals oh god
2: <laughs> not okay not like, sexually. like okay this no beastiality like, here please this Thank guy you. was like a
1: fan of iguanas and shit you know <laughs> like me with sharks so yeah. um he had kids uh but in his will he left all of his fortune to an iguana oh my god <laughs> in this book and that like just made me think but yeah, yeah like so this iguana was like a multi-millionaire and his kids had fuck off no, that's <laughs> had, wild like, teen If you children who kids, were orphaned yeah yeah, yeah To leave them
2: some money yeah
0: like a leave little
1: them, bit like, oh but i just i also like
0: i guess this is also a bit to- off topic and we'll reel it back in quickly but i feel like wills and like people with money passing always creates so much tension within family brings out such an ugly side of people and i feel like that's why that's another reason money has such a bad name like
1: you know what's the greed yeah estate tax oh yeah i've heard about that like giving someone like being like "Mm, i'm done with this money because i'm deceased you can have it give 25 percent of it to the government Gover- that yeah. wasn't previously being taxed. oh i didn't know about that yeah so you like estate tax when you transfer funds from i don't know if it's states? a canadian thing i think i think it is but it's it. definitely an american thing um it's in canada too okay yeah i thought so but um but yeah like when you transfer your estate if your estate's worth like i don't know, like a million dollars the government can tax a certain portion of that that wouldn't otherwise be taxed tax- as like income or yeah. capital gains like so it's a higher percentage
2: you're living you get taxed you're dying you get taxed like what else i mean tax <laughs> yeah. my freaking dog so too? you're like you know
1: your like <laughs> grandpa can be like oh here's a dollar and the government's like oh, here's 50 cents like <laughs> it's like that that's kind of wild shit. um and i know this because i play this game called bit life and i always get real rich on bit life yeah. and then pass my inheritance down to one child and they get a major <laughs> <escape> tax, <laughs> and they get. Yeah, so i lose half my freaking net worth every time i like start a new life as my kid
2: i feel like we should play monopoly i feel like i would really own you
1: bro we should play the game of life i'd sue you constantly listen somehow i'll we end up on the many kids
2: together
0: Monop- <laughs> monopoly it is and we'll play the new version oh, i oh, love it with the what with the credit clue? cards oh there's credit cards oh yeah yeah are you yeah. kidding i've got it don't, i've got it you have it can we play yeah. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll definitely okay. play it and we'll, we'll have we'll to allocate our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of to wrap it up then, I feel like um, just, yeah, I think our, our biggest takeaway from this would be just that budgets are important. And if budgets don't work with you, just being honest and transparent um, with yourself about your financial situation and not being ashamed or afraid we have our friday advice so this fr- this friday's advice we'll make sure to include some links to some budget um tips uh the five like uh, dave ramsey's steps to financial freedom and also like we'll put it in like almost like a little little block style post um, and give you guys access to an excel sheet for a budget and yeah do you guys have any final words to add um a couple books i
2: would recommend reading that would also create a a different perspective in terms of budgeting and money is richest man of babylon which is something a, a lot a lot of people he- hear about reading it's more so a story that you can yeah. learn from and then rich dad poor dad which is pretty basic but everyone mm-hmm. i think should benefit from
1: yeah i'd say too um the secret and i think it applies
2: it ties into kind of being able to get whatever you want manifestation yeah, exactly
1: yeah. like it's you know it's not specific about money but um and finances and stuff but the power of attraction and how yeah. you think about your situation
2: oh we'll actually have a full episode on that i think
1: yeah, yeah we will. yes we will but um still it applies here too so yeah. check it out thank you for watching today's episode or
0: listening to us as usual we're on spotify youtube um instagram facebook TikTok,
1: Apple Music,
0: Apple Music,
2: yes, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, Amazon quite Google a few Google. other things.
0: Yeah, you'll Everything. find <laughs> you'll find us as your dot and we'll see you guys uh, next time. Your dot
1: dot home dot, <laughs> your guys. dot home
2: dot girls. Are you delusional? It's your dot home dot girls.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I just said. I just stroked out. Okay, yeah? here we go. So. Your dot, home dot girls can we just cut that out no that was good. no It was it's okay good. we'll be there oh my br- god sorry. it was such
2: a good outro <laughs> <laughs> just st- we're just shooting you never watch those cartoons growing up where they say stupid shit at the end and it's like done done
0: okay bye see you bye
2: guys
1: okay so <laughs> love you thank see you guys. have a good
2: day don't forget to budget